Welcome to That's Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Cece Calbanero, and I'll be sharing stories of miracles, God moments, and unpacking the truth behind what joy truly means. My friend, when God gives you a direct call on your life, be sure to answer it. Here's to answering my call together. Hello, hello, and welcome back to That's Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Cece, and I am so, so grateful that you decided to click play today. Today's joyful noise, which is our version of good news, is going to be read and shared by our very special guest. That's right. We are not writing solo today. I have a sweet friend of mine that I cannot wait to share with y'all. She's an artist, songwriter, creative, and so much more. But without me explaining, I just want you to get to know her. So friends, let's welcome Cicely Hennigan to That's Joy, the podcast. All right, you guys, I have a very, very sweet friend in the house that I cannot wait to share with you all. Cicely is here. She is an artist, a songwriter, and so much more. I mean, talk about next level creative. That is who this girl is. And I haven't done this with every single guest yet, but Cicely, one, welcome to the show. And two, do you got some joyful noise for us? Anything good has happened? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I yes. got I got some joyful news. I got some joyful news. Come on, share it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, last night I was literally having an encounter with the Lord, just reading this devotional, and um, and I just feel like God was just showing me so much in His Word about um the gift of forgiveness, and uh, I mean that I've just been sitting on that all day today, like in the Word and and just His heart for forgiveness. So that's what I'm pressing into. That's what's giving me joy right now. Come on. That is unlike an answer we've had before. And I love that so much because it's it was in your quiet time where it was just you and the Lord. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, for yeah. those peeps who are listening, though, can we just like paint the picture of who in the world is Cicely and when and how did she find God? Yeah. So, yeah, I grew up in a small town in South Carolina, just a little on a little farm near the ocean. So I definitely had the best of both worlds. Um, born and raised there, lived there my whole life, um, surrounded by music. My parents both love music. So was just surrounded by the arts um, in the home. And yeah, I grew up just in a faith-filled home. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of people who grow up in the faith usually kind of have that, you know, wake up call moment where it's like, oh, like I have to have a relationship on my own. I can't just rely on, you know, my parents' faith or their parents' faith. I have to, you know, build a relationship that's, you know, me and him. And so I I definitely, I feel like one of the best ways that I describe it is there's like kind of three markers that happen in the faith journey um, as a believer. And there's like the the day that Jesus becomes savior, Mm. the day that Jesus becomes Lord. And then the moment that you really engage with the Holy Spirit as a friend and as a helper. And some, mm. for some people that all happens like on the same day and they're in. And then there were some people it spread out. And for me, it was kind of spread out. So I'm like, when I was 12, I gave my life to Jesus as my savior. And then when I was about 16 to 17, 
I gave my life to Jesus as Lord of my life. And like mid 17, 18 is really when I submitted into friendship with the Holy Spirit and began to um, just in, invite him into every aspect of my life and and build intimacy and friendship and communication with him. But yeah, so, and now I'm 21. And so I've been like really rocking with the Lord for the last couple of years, just like really honing in on what it means to be someone that is pure and spotless, a bride of Christ, um, that is set apart and holy. And, and I am the farthest from good example as, as you can get, but I am trying to figure it out and I'm on the journey. And it's so cool to be able to like invite all the things that I learn in my relationship with God into all of the, the spaces of humanity that I am living and that is happening in my world and, and in my creativity as well. So, yeah. Come on. I did not know you got to grow up by the beach. Hold on. There's like a little yeah. FOMO there. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. And for those of y'all who are listening to, I feel so, so grateful that up until this point, at least every person who's been a guest on that joy has become a friend. And so it's just so sweet because we met, I think when we both like right around when we both first moved here and luckily yeah. by the grace of God, we both get to call Belonging Co our church homes. And so so yeah. there's layers of just how much we have like in common between even Josh and so many different yeah. pieces. And so as I was thinking about guests to end the year with and to really just like start the new year, I'm like, oh my gosh, Cicely has been in my heart for months. Like what the heck? I need to reach mm -hmm. out. <laughs> and so I love that you explained um, just how you find God in that three-part way. I've never thought about like that. That's really, really good because I absolutely resonate with that. Like there are moments where I was like, okay, I've always believed, but when was I like arrested by the Holy Spirit? And that is absolutely when I came to Belonging Co. So it's um, no coincidence, I think, that you speak in the way that you do because every time I meet people who call that place home, it's just like, it's the way you speak. I don't even know how to fully explain that, but I love that so, so much. And I also remember too, like, can we just talk about your craft for a second? Like you are an artist who is so incredibly talented. And I remember following you back in what this wasn't even that long ago, like 2021, you probably had a couple thousand followers at that point. I'll let you elaborate more, but holy smokes, y'all, this woman has 150,000 monthly listeners on Spotify alone today. And so I'm like, that's not even that long. Can we just talk about that for a yeah. second? Like how? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's crazy. Like when people are like, this is, you know, your count or whatever. I'm like, I, I low key, like don't even keep up with it. I mean, obviously sometimes I pass it. Like I'm actually an Apple user, so I don't even know what's happening oh, in the world. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I mean, also even just logistics, like being an independent artist, um, like, you know, usually ind independent artists rely on knowing what's happening in the world of like the logistics of their art, you know, and in a very beautiful way, there's a very healthy and beautiful way to go about responding to numbers. Um, and I think for me, I've just like, it never crosses my mind. Like I rarely check, you know, anything. So I wouldn't even have known like where I was, but I definitely can say like there has been growth. Like there's no doubt I'm not going to, you know, act naive or avoid that as an overall thing. But yeah, about like, I would say like my music career, you know, 
began when I was 16 and a little bit of my story is like I was on The Voice and I had a video go viral singing in a McDonald's drive through and that all happened within six months and it was like the craziest you know year of my life and so much really intense emotional like turmoil went down you know I was 16 so it was like high emotions high you know hormones yeah. um but right around then is kind of when music began as like more of a job, I guess. Um, but I also took a long time off after all of it because it was very intense. And then, you know, that was also like right after that season is kind of when I really started to press into God. And then I moved to Nashville six months after I graduated high school. So I finished high school early. I finished in January of 2020, right wow. before COVID. Wow. And then- I moved in August of 2020 to Nashville and I immediately, you know, began doing stuff in music. I had no clue what music looked like in the writing aspect. I really didn't even know what a music job like career looked like outside of a show, you know, like television is night and day different than just like the, you know, run of the mill daily music, you know, job. So I, you know, that, was kind of my starting point. But I, when I got to Nashville in the beginning of my kind of like official career as Cicely, the artist, apart from TV and social media and stuff was a lot of features. So I was working with a lot of groups and, you know, a lot of people typically associate or know uh, the, the bones of my music being a part of different things like, you know, house fires and tribal music affiliated to Maverick City and you know, that was like the first probably year and a half chunk of my music career, as well as writing for churches. And that was a lot of the behind the scenes in my career. And as beautiful and as golden as there, there are like golden threads within all of the things that happened in that year and a half. But there was a lot of turmoil, a lot of hardship for me, mm. a lot of struggle, a lot of wrestle. I was in the midst of not only moving 10 hours from home alone, building community from square run one, starting at a new church, the belonging and, you know, as incredible as the belonging is, it's still new when you get there for the first time. And so, you know, understanding a new church culture and just being a grown up for the first time. And so even just to think about numbers, I feel like sometimes it feels more like, you know, man, like when I had maybe a thousand followers on Spotify was actually when I was like a kid, I was 18, you know? And yeah. so I started, I've just been releasing for the last like three and a half years living here has just been a journey of really intense, like obedience to the Lord, as well as like a lot of missed, like I've, I've totally missed a lot of things too. Like there's no perfect anything, but um, yeah, I think just the last three and a half years here have just been a reframing of, or really just figuring out from square one, like what is Cicely as an artist? And like, dare I say brand, because I hate, you know, like I, yeah. me as Cicely, I'm not a brand, but there obviously is like a logistical aspect to, I mean, I think in a good way, it, it would be to say like stewardship and like, how am mm. I stewarding who God has made me to be in the position that he's gifted me with. Um, and how am I being faithful to that? And so really that's just been the last three and a half years, whether it's been with groups and in, you know, featured aspects, or it's been, you know, just me as an independent artist, just saying yes to whatever the Lord puts on my heart. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. There definitely are a lot of people that have been with me for a while. And then also just a lot of newcomers still. And it's just, 
a joy and honor. I don't take it lightly, um, getting to like offer beautiful things to people. Absolutely. Man, thank you so much for sharing that. There, there's so many like little nuggets that you shared. You said golden silk, like linings. I like to share um, golden nuggets on the podcast, just like wisdom (laughs) where you're like, that's a word, like that's a golden nugget to me. Um, But man, what a wildly beautiful, like year and a half two years, three years it has been for you. Just even backtracking a little bit, talking about like how the first year and a half of you saying yes to God to do this thing that is so like heavy on your heart, which is music, and then have doors open like they did for Maverick City and Tribal and um, different people like that. Did that ever like were you ever just like so outside of yourself? You're like, is this me? Is this what I get to do right now? I just get so curious. Yeah, I think I think in some ways, like the innocence of me as like a kid that, you know, was just in a random small town one day and then in Nashville singing with like people that I looked up to for years was definitely like wild because there's a lot of like behind the scenes things that happened too in, in that time that I was in that community. And so I, I'd like walk into a room and there would be sitting like, uh, someone that I've been listening to for years, you know, and just like, yeah. I get to sit at a table with these people and it's just like really definitely a lot of pinch me moments. I think in the beginning, I kind of have this like weird thing that I say to all my friends. I'm like, I'm kind of like, I kind of live in this very unimpressed mentality with people until they introduce themselves. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to yeah. like, I don't even, I don't even want to approach you in the way that like, I've been told about you, even if it's good, like, right. I, I want to meet you. I want to meet who you want to introduce me to, you mm, know, like of yourself, like how you want to introduce yourself. And so even in the joy of like, whoa, like I I've looked up to this person and, and been so encouraged by their yes and their ministry. It's also like, man, like I get to, I really am just getting to sit at a table and dine with someone who is as human as human gets and as human as I am. And how do I get to meet them as they, you know, introduce themselves. And obviously even like having the grace of like, I could be meeting them in an off season, you know, they might be struggling. And so there's a grace in that too, but totally. um, But yeah, there were, there were definitely a lot of moments like that, that we're like, oh, this is very wild. Like, I don't know how I'm here, but I'm just going right. to show up and say yes if I feel the Lord on it, you know? So come on. Another part that you shared too that I think is something that like we all should take note of is that you're describing all of these things that have been such blessings. And by the way, there's such a humility in your voice. I think that anyone listening up to this point can hear that too. Like, it just reminds me so much of the verse that says, um, God resists the proud, but exalts the humble. And um, I think that so much of the fruit of your life is living that out, like quite actually walking with such a level of humility, even how you're talking about the people and the opportunities and stuff. Like it's really great that you're keeping everything, what feels like so in line, like keeping the main thing, the main thing, and that's Jesus period. And like Mm. having those encounters naturally like that. And letting that speak to people, I think is huge, huge. Um, I get curious too, because I'm like, man, throughout these last couple years, there's been so much opportunity and doors. And while it hasn't always been easy, I want people to hear that part. Like it hasn't always been easy. You just shared how there were 
many valleys and such that you had to go through in these last years. Um, but I know that there are so many people who reach out and it like makes my heart throb a bit because I just want so badly to help people in this way. But I just feel like so many listeners, especially in that joy's world is just in a seat of waiting and it they're allowing the waiting to like debilitate them a bit, but they don't want to, but it's something that they don't know how to wait well. I get curious to know, like, can you talk about one of the most difficult seasons of waiting that you've endured up until this point in your journey and like what helped you overcome that? Yeah. Well, I mean, even that first year and a half is a great example of, you know, how Cause it could be easy to totally look at my life and be like, Oh, she's just jumped in and she got everything. Um, and that's obviously never true to anyone, right. like, anything <laughs> like there's, there's right. so much behind the scenes that people just don't know. And to, to specifically talk on waiting, like, you know, little do people know, I did not want to be a songwriter. I didn't even know that was a job. Mm. I moved to Nashville and I thought I'm going to, you know, be a solo artist and I'm going to release pop music. Like that's wow. literally what my dream has been <laughs> as long as I can remember. Like wow. worship, like doing worship ministry, like I love the church and I love leading worship for the church, but that was never my desire. That was not my plan. That was not my goal. I wanted to release pop music and write for myself. That was my dream. So the first year and a half for me, even though I was doing stuff, was still a waiting season. And I think sometimes like obviously waiting can look different and like sometimes it feels very dormant. But also I think there's a space like one of the points I would say is in the waiting, there is still space for delight. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be in the thing that you're waiting for. It can be in multitudes of things. I think that like one of the biggest revelations that I've had in engaging with the waiting season with the Lord, especially when it comes to something like music is okay. If he's holding off on something right now in music, I can still paint or I can go and take photos and I can engage in other creative forms. And that can encourage and prepare me creatively for the moment that the music door opens. And then I'm more inspired by other mediums than just this one. So there's like one big massive point that has helped me a lot. And then there's the side of it. That's like, I was just talking to a friend yesterday that I feel like the Lord took me on this journey of realizing that the prelude to, um, you know, the Lord will do exceedingly abundantly and above all that you could ask, think, or imagine. I feel like the prelude to that, not biblically, like, don't quote me as like, this is the Bible. It's not. (laughs) But the the prelude to that is submitting to what God's desires are as well as you are offering your desires. Because I would say, like, you know, I can bring my desires to the Lord and I'm certain that he hears them. But Mm. there are also times where he's calling me to do something else. And I might be so angry, but if I'm obedient, some for some reason, it still turns out to be above all I could ask, think, or imagine. And it might have been just what he desired for me. And now it's my desire because I engaged with it. So even something like songwriting, I had no desire to be a songwriter. And yet the wow. Lord said, this is what I'm calling you to do. And and right when I moved to Nashville and very, I mean, it's more, not a private, like I can't share this, but I don't really speak of it much. But in the first couple of months that I was here, the Lord was so specifically telling me that he wanted to hide me. Like he wanted me mm-hmm. behind the curtain for a season. And that songwriting was the thing that he wanted me to, you know, do. And it was behind the scenes and that it re- would require 
a humility of like, you're not going to be the face carrying every song. You're not going to be the front of every record. Like you are going to be facilitating underground what is coming forth. Right. And wow. I was very annoyed because I was like, <laughs> I want to be an artist. Like I want to build a brand. Like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. And but it's crazy because the Lord was like, this is my desire for you. Mm. Three years later, it's my job. I'm more happy than I could ever be. I couldn't imagine not being a songwriter like full time. I couldn't like, wow. I love my life as a songwriter. And it's just this year that the Lord is like really gracing and opening the doors and putting on my heart permission to engage with pop music. And now I'm walking in the obedience of that and doors are flinging wide. Now I'm sure I could have started in pop three years ago and slowly made my way and maybe even impressed my way to the top, but I would not be half as prepared as I am, not only in the spirit, but like mentally, I wasn't, I was so immature mentally like three years ago, more than I am now. I'm still like so immature in a lot of ways, <laughs> but I'm like, I would have been well off maturity, like three years ago, engaging in the secular music world. But there's just so much that had to happen in between. And the desire of the Lord's heart for me for that season was we're going to write and that's what we're going to do. And I was like, okay, I'll do it for a season. A year passes. I'm kind of loving it. Two years pass. I'm obsessed with it. I sign a publishing deal. I have the best team. I'm obsessed with everyone I work with. And I'm excited about like, who can I write for? Like who needs help? How can I partner with the church to write a song for them? Is there a pop artist who needs a song? Like, and it's crazy because I was waiting for the actual thing that I was wanting. And not only did that become a desire of my heart, what God you know, wanted for me to that become a desire of mine now, but also there was still room because he's, he's answering the desire that I asked for years ago right now. Yeah. And so sometimes it looks like that. And that's just my, you know, ex example of what happened for me, but, and sometimes it looks like we never even come back to the thing that I asked about. But also if you are in a place of contentment with what God is asking you to do, and obviously not like the, you know, like the wrong contentment. Like we don't want to get complacent. We don't want to get like bored and go through religion, <laughs> but we want to be happy and, and grateful. There's a gratitude in, okay, God has put me where he's put me and I'm really going to press in. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be grateful for what's happening. And that becomes the desire of your heart when it's submitting to his desire for you and then overall the fulfillment of that word that god it will literally be above all you could ask think or imagine and that's mm. literally what i'm living in right now my life is above all i could ask think or imagine and come i'm like it's on. only gonna get better which is awesome <laughs> come on i like literally got holy spirit chills as you were describing all of that because in my mind, I'm like rapidly snapping my fingers like, yes, so real. <laughs> yes. I mean, the fact that you have like harnessed in on this perspective at 21 is just so beyond beautiful to me. I think it's no coincidence because you're running with Jesus and the Holy Spirit has gotten all of you and like you are putting him first. And so it, I don't think that it's a coincidence that you're you have this viewpoint that you do on life. I think it's so beautiful. And I can't even imagine, like you said, abundantly, exceedingly, like what the next 10 years of your life is going to look like. Um, but so much of what you just shared too, like, man, talking about that scripture and forgetting the exact verse where um, God will align our, I think it's our hearts with his will. I'm forgetting the exact verse. You know which one I'm talking about. But um, 
I thought about that exact verse a few days ago. And I love that you shared that you were sharing that with a friend last night because I, I think I was on the treadmill or something getting steps. And I was like, man, that is just so true. That verse, like how our hearts begin to line up more with his will. And we think we want something in our flesh. Like we have these quote unquote desires that sometimes are a touch more worldly, but we're imperfect. And so they're there. Um, but then as we get closer and closer to walking with Jesus and living this life with him, those like things that we thought we wanted begin to shift. And I love that you're a living testament of that being true. Like your heart has completely transformed. And I think what connection I made with that verse was like, man, our hearts change, but our minds, like they, they rapidly change too. And it's no wonder why there are moments where we look back at our 16 year old selves thinking that we had it all figured out on like this idea of life right. and around and we look in that rear view mirror and we're like, holy smoke, she was so far from, from yeah. what that is, you know? And I think <laughs> big part is Holy Spirit, like just allowing the Holy Spirit in. You've done that. And it's just so cool to see um, just the fruit that you're walking in now. Like, I love that you're on fire for songwriting because you guys literally pause this if you have to. All of her music, fire. Like, I literally on my, I just drove back from Franklin uh, an hour ago before this. I literally was playing all your songs because I was like, first, I need a whole <laughs> Sicily download. And then, second, I was like, she is so good. Like, what in the world? Steady. Mm. I'm obsessed. I literally oh, added it to my um, <laughs> I just started an acoustic worship uh playlist because I love an acoustic moment. And that mm -hmm. is like it needs to be at the top. So I'll share that playlist that I started with you guys. I love so you it. did um plug in. But well, hey, so I have good. a whole album coming out on Black Friday and it is all like steady. So steady is like oh. the song from the album. So, okay, yeah, come on. <laughs> By the way, Jonathan is obsessed, my fiance, which is wild, but <laughs> Jonathan is obsessed with one of your songs that's like a more pop one. I'm forgetting the title. Is it Good Thing? And it's it's like, Good Thing. Good it's Good Thing. thing. Yes. Everyone. <laughs> he had okay, that on replay. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm putting him on blast <laughs> right <know>? now. <laughs> You know what's so funny? I've been getting so many texts from wives saying that their husbands are listening to it like every morning, their boyfriends, their fiancés, like the men of God are really loving this song. Literally, I hopped in the car and I said, wait, is this Sicily? He's like, yes. I played it a couple times. I'm like, I'm Yes. I love that so it's a much. bop it's a bop Thank um you. I'm here for both I love the steady I love the bop <laughs> um but I just love so much too like even that song good thing is so evident that you exude joy but here's the other catch y'all like I get to see you in passing pretty much every Sunday it feels like at some point um if not every other Sunday and you truly do exude a joy like it's just in your presence it's in your smile it's it's where you are there is joy I, I get really curious and I'm sure people can listen and it's not that you're like excited all the time because there's such a peace in your voice too, but that joy is, oh my gosh, it just feels like so much of an overflow within you. And I just wonder like, do you feel like you've always had that joy in you? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I, mean, I, I feel like 
I feel like the biggest, obviously, misconception is that, like, happiness and joy are the same thing, but it's a mm. fruit of the spirit. Like, joy yeah. is a fruit of the spirit, happiness. In the same way that, like, nice isn't a fruit of the spirit, kindness is. Mm. And so, like, I, like, honing in on that and recognizing that, like, the fruit that I'm bearing is a result of like who is nourishing the roots of my heart. Right. And like, what is nourishing the, the, the roots of my heart and my life. And so I know when I am like, not, I know that when I'm acting happy and when I'm acting nice, something's mm. off. And it's like, there's a misconception that's like, Oh, like I'm actually having to force this out. This is something that I am just like pulling out of the woodworks. This isn't growing out of the tree of my life this is like I'm having to like you know whip this up in the back with fast food like a fast food restaurant like come on yeah and and so I think I think like there have been seasons of my life where maybe joy doesn't feel like the forefront and maybe it feels like it's a more barren season but I would rather be honest in my you know downcast kind of season or whatever it is that I'm wrestling with than to like force forth something that isn't an actual fruit, mm, but like, that's like good. try to force happiness to prove that I'm okay or something. It's like, you know, there are, and I think even being honest with where we are in our walk with the Lord, in our walk as humans, like whatever it is, is actually going to produce more fruit that is actually beautiful and pure because you know, being honest with ourselves and being honest with God is digging deeper into the root system of intimacy with God, which is bringing a deeper nourishment to the root system that will produce the fruit in the end, in the end, you know? So Come on. I, yeah, I would say, I would say, yeah, that's so <laughs> I don't always good. See it and I may not always like, you know, pop out the most fruit, but I, when I do, I'm like, okay, this is good. And I want to stay here because um, this is the point of living. 100%. I love that you described the root system too, because there have been countless episodes that I've released here where I'm talking about the fruits of the spirit and how so much of it reminds me of an actual, like I'm looking at my fiddle fig leaf tree right here and just how like, oh, this thing preaches to me so much because I think about its root system. I think about what it takes for this thing to thrive. And then I think about myself and how if God made this and he made me and and he talks about the fruit, like it all just goes hand in hand. And your description of that is just so beautiful. Like you got to take care of the root system if you want to bear the fruit, you know, that's so good. Um, Okay, pivoting a little bit because by the time this episode releases, your album will actually be officially out in the world, which is so cool. Um, I just would love to know if you could share with us Love Letters is coming out and or it's out now, but while we're recording this, it's coming out. Will you share your heart behind it um, and just maybe give us a little like artist tease, like what it's all about and how you creatively formed it? Yeah. So, I mean, Love Letters is my second album to release in the world, which is crazy because it's like when you're an artist, it feels like you're just popping out babies because it's like I've incubated on these songs for like longer than nine months. So I'm like overdue, you know, (laughs) overdue. So, Well, my first album, I wrote every song and finished it within a year. So it was like, oh, this is a normal pregnancy length. (laughs) This record, Love Letters, I have been writing, which, okay, 
long story short, I didn't plan to write this album. I wasn't even writing the songs that are on the album for the album. They were just songs that had been coming up in different seasons of my life. And so like a a little brief, like backstory to why the record is what it is. And the the name of it is like probably my first month in Nashville, I was at a prayer meeting at the belonging and this guy came up to me and never met him in my life. Come to find out later, he's like a really insanely anointed writer and like label leader and just an incredible man of God who's now like a friend. And, but he came up to me at this prayer meeting and he was like, I have a word for you. And I was like, Oh, I, I've never really received prophetic words, but sure. And he just looked at me and like, after minutes of just prophesying so much over me, that was encouraging my heart. He said, the Lord locked up songs in a, in a safe in the beginning of time, like before creation mm. and locked up songs inside of it. And he's opened the safe and released them to you. And it's his oh. love letters to his church and to his bride and to like his, to his people. Wow. And I was like, literally, I remember still to this day, looking at that man in the middle of this prophetic word. And I literally was like, I don't want that. <laughs> like I remember <laughs> clear as day being like, there's no way, there's no way. That's I don't want me. That. I'm like, you can have that, but thanks. And it really was just a shelving. I, I just put it on the shelf and I was like, mm. thanks. Bye. You know? <laughs> that was three years ago wow. and basically over the last three years I've just been writing right you know um, for different artists for myself for other random things and I'd say the oldest song on the record is probably two and a half years old like literally wow. so far, like, like 2021 2022 um, and right at the end of last year so end of 22 I finished this discipleship school out in North Carolina that I was at for two months, just honing in with God. And when I left, the Lord called me to take a sabbatical from writing until the beginning of this year. So I did. And while I was in that rest season, the Lord was speaking so clearly about 2023 and what it would look like for my music and what he wanted me to do. I was just getting clarity on that. And the Lord gave me this vision of a bridge. And the, this vision of bridge is always a very significant picture for me in my life because there are just so many things in my life who, where I've felt in between two sides, like Mm. I'm biracial. So like the black and the white in me, the, the young spirited and the wise spirited older, like depth that I have, like just in between all of these different things, like the desire to serve the church and the desire to love the lost in the mainstream world, like just all in the middle yeah and the lord gave, came in with this picture of this bridge again i'm like what are you doing i'm scared because you know what bridge means i'm it means something important's happening yeah and um, the lord was just like this is the year literally the lord was like this is the year of the bridge and mm. he showed me this picture of a bridge and me being this pillar in the center and the you know the bridge going across the top and from one side was flowing people from the secular world who don't know the lord people who you know, are doing mainstream, which there are Christians who are in the world. So I'm just, you know, speaking lightly of the whole like detail of it, but like people who don't know the Lord basically coming in from the left. And then there were, you know, people from this right side, like just opposite ends in the church coming. And in the center of the bridge was this massive table that I was holding up basically the space that it was held Mm. and this table had name tags on every single seat and I'm like I can't you know read them all but everyone started merging but it wasn't like the table was still split it was like 
as they were walking to the center, they came from opposite sides, but then they were like scattered throughout the table, like mm. mixed and matched everywhere. And the Lord was like, this year we are setting a table in the center of two worlds that you have a heart for and that I'm anointing you to like write for and create in and and that like your life is the table and your songs are, you know, setting tables and inviting people into greater encounters, not only with me, but with their humanity and with one another. Mm -hmm. And the Lord just gave me vision for a pop album that would, you know, in like inspire and enlighten um, non-believers who care a deep amount about excellence and come to sit at tables of things that are really good. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like one thing that no one can question is how perfect, like if something is really beautiful and excellent, yes. it's just captivating. Like, th like there's proof in, in the nature that is outside that like Christians and non-Christians, believers and non-believers, anyone and everyone thinks that the sunrise is marvelous <laughs> and that yes. the mountains are breathtaking and that the ocean is like just the most epic <laughs> thing ever. So like there is proof in the creator's creation that there, there is a space where everyone has to come and dine together in unity. Come on. And, and that's just my heart. And so I released a pop EP in the summer, lost a lot of followers and gained a lot of followers. And it, and it was so wow. epic, like totally crazy just to see like, whoa, there are people that have been following along who have expected something safe. And I don't yeah. feel called to safety. I don't think that the walk with the Lord is a safe thing. Come on, you know? like, come anything, on. It's the, most, it's the most risky thing you can do in the best way possible. And you will find yes. love on the end of every single trail that you finish, every single one. Come on. And, and then the Lord was like, and then we're going to release the love letters. And I was like, oh, that word again, it's back. I'm taking it off the shelf. Um, but the Lord was like, but the record is almost done. We just have to finish it. And I'm like, what? And I just went through my catalog one day, like all the songs I've written, which is like over 300 something songs. Wow. And I was looking through the catalog and the Lord was highlighting these songs that I've been writing over the last three years that never got picked up by anyone that never got pitched to anyone and no one really wanted to release, but that were very special to me. And he was like, here are some songs I want you to release. And I just started cultivating it just, you know, as an artist as well, like what would I want it to look like? And so I decided I wanted to release four songs that were from me to God and then four songs from God back to me. Mm. And, and ultimately like, to his church as a whole and to his people as a whole but it has to start with me like I'm the one cultivating it and carrying it out and like if I don't believe in it or am encountering the Lord in it then it's kind of pointless in a way yeah and so I yeah I I finished writing the album I, I only wrote like three more songs for it this year and then finished the record and yeah and now it's out. holy moly and now it's out wow yeah. that is so cool to hear like I just love that you, you compare it to a birth because it's so real. Like people forget how much work goes into a song, you know, and the fact yeah. that you have been sitting on this and walking in wisdom with it, by the way, of like, Lord, when do you, whenever you want this, I'll go. And now it's here. And I love the four and the four too. Like, I can't wait to listen to this because I'm telling you when I was listening to Steady, I was like, gosh, I wish I could find more Christians who would just release music just like this because this is my vibe. 
And I love that meeting table component that you're talking about, because I think that is what we're called to do. We are not called to be comfortable. Like we are called to be uncomfortable. And if you've listened to any episode outside of that joy, like people who are listening right now, you know, my heart is to always challenge you in growth. Cause if we're stagnant, we're not doing anything to move heaven and advance the kingdom, you know? And that's what you're doing so much of. And you could hear it in your music too, because there's, is just something so I don't know even what the word I'm looking for is um strategic in a way where you are reaching both in such a beautiful way and I I love that so much even listening to steady I was like man this is a song that I can send to my non-believer friends and they'd be like I love this because it yeah. just meets them where they're at and then to me who's on fire and goes to the belonging and loves the Holy Spirit and all this thing I'm like oh my gosh this brings such a love to my heart. And so I know that that's going to do both for many people in the world and whoever wants to unfollow, see ya. Okay. But I'm just telling you you guys are going to love her album. You're going to love her new song. And just curious, because I know that as there are a handful of future podcasters in this community, I know that there are also a handful of future artists in this community. So someone who has walked a little bit further in the race, is there like one piece of advice that you'd give to somebody who's just starting out? I know that's hard, but yeah. if there's one. No. Oh, this is like actually the easiest one because oh. I'm like if I would have grabbed this hold sooner, my, my life would be 10 times better in music. But one yeah. of the biggest things that I cannot stress enough, and I think I even hit on it a little bit earlier, but have make sure that you are prioritizing the delight and the wonder of just creating for the sake of creating Mm. do not just make music to try to make an album to put out for everyone to hear and for people to like decide if they like it or not create for the sake of the delight and the adventure of making something new with god getting to know yourself in the way that you see in the way that you hear in the way that you sound um it's so important like i i I'd say the reason why my music is the way it is, is because I only write three days a week for my job. And the rest mm-hmm. of the days I paint and I take photography photos and I edit videos for fun and I watch films and I cry to them and I laugh to them and I cook and I set my table for all my friends and I play card games and I just engage with all the mediums that I can engage with because that is actually what overflows into the the one that you're focused on and Mm. obviously there is a like stewardship is so important like obviously hone in press in don't just expect to pull up and be unrehearsed like practice take care of your vessel take care of your voice if you're singing take care of your hands and engage with you know the medium that you're focusing on regularly but don't burn out just because you're creating like create because you're literally delighting. That's good. Come on. And talk about the tactical. I love giving our listeners to like, what are things that, okay, okay, I'm inspired, I'm motivated, but now like, what can I do? Friends, she just shared like eight things that you can literally start infusing <laughs> into your life, like yes. painting and photography and dining with friends and creating a table. Like 
all of those things aren't just like nonsense. They're actually, I believe, filling your cup in a way so that you can step into that music room, step into that writing room, ready to pour out because now you're filled up, you know? And I love that so much. Um, All right. The final question that we ask every single guest on That's Joy is what does joy mean to you? Uh, Oh my gosh. Uh, joy to me means genuinely I would say like a like the peace and the gratitude of the moment that I'm in and do, doing it and living in it to the fullest that it's mm. you know that I'm in yeah 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 that's so evident too and just how you express yourself online like I could see that exude through your photos like it just feels so alive in that way where there is such a piece and you are so grateful and I share that all the time too you want joy get grateful you know because it just goes hand in hand Mm -hmm. Uh, all right Cicely for those of the peeps who were like okay I did not know about her but now I need a lot more of her how can we show up for you where can we plug in give us all the things yeah, so mostly just Instagram and streaming my music. So my Instagram is ITS underscore C E C I L Y. And all of my music is under my name, Cicely C E C I L Y, on any streaming platform. And check out my new record, share it with a friend. And yeah, that's really all. Come on. Well, thank you so, so much for being on that joy. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Was that conversation not fire or what? Man, I love having guests on That's Joy and what a gift it is to celebrate Cicely and her new album through the show. And I just hope that you guys gained a new love for her. I love her music. I love who she is. And I'm so glad that I have finally gotten to share her with y'all. If you loved a certain part of this conversation, I'd love to know what that was. Maybe you were like, wait, can y'all go in on that? Let me know by shooting me a text to 615-813-4813. If you're not following me yet, your girl Cece, you can follow me at C-C-A-L-B-O-N-E-R-O on Instagram and on TikTok. And you can follow That's Show the Podcast on both of those as well. If you've not yet subscribed, rated, or left a review for That's Joy, it actually does wonders for podcasters. So by taking two minutes, by going to Apple and writing in a little review, dropping in the five stars, It's like you're giving me a hug from afar. So thank you in advance for taking the time to do that. Friends, I'll never leave an episode without saying if you have even the smallest desire to meet the creator of the universe or if you've already been saved but you aren't really free, I want to invite you to sit at the table of plenty. With me and so many others, I'm telling you there's abundance here. There's an overflow here and there's so much joy here. I'm here to tell you that God is for you. All you have to do is invite him into your heart right now. He's waiting for you. He wants to meet with you. And friend, I'm so proud of you. If you just made this decision, I'd love to know you. Shoot me a text to that number in the show notes so I could pray for you. I love you. God loves you. And until next time, I'll talk to y'all next time. Thank you so, so much for being here. Mm